from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I made it through the 10-day work week. I played some demos, and I'm ready to break down the onslaught of games that we have coming to us this week and beyond. Forever a B plus, never an A minus. Did I get the right pre-order bonus? To Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 390, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about games and demos and all sorts of things like that. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Demolicious Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Vacation Bible Retreat, Makowski. I'm John, Drowning in Tears Knitter. Salty. Is there anybody who would want to fill a mug with those? <laughs> it's a lot of tears. I mean, if you're an elf, it's pretty good value, right? I guess a, so. That's a foreshadowing i don't know if you made it that far in the demo jeremy we'll, we'll talk about that but let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing so i'm back i made it through my I, can, I guess i never left but i didn't have any time to do anything in between podcasts and thankfully jeremy stepped up and edited last week's show which was uh which was great so thank you for doing that i hope it wasn't oh no too much of a pain to to do that I mean, I can talk about it a little bit. Like, I don't know if anyone who listens to it would have any uh, pro tips for staying focused on a task because when I can stay focused, I'm really good at it. But when I like, I don't know, as soon as I lose my focus, it's almost like it all like comes tumbling down like a house of cards. And then I just kind of like lose my place and I get really dejected really quick, like that I think I can't fix it. When it comes down to it, I need to edit more often, I think, because I have to relearn that software every time. Like, how does this shit work? Because it's not a very user-friendly software i don't think maybe it is i mean it's free but audacity is just like you kind of have to relearn it every time i think it is but i really don't have anything else to compare it to like as far as like audio editing it's great because i've no i mean i guess i used pro tools in college but that was a really long time ago so there's not really anything that i'm specifically like oh this does this or this does that or whatever so i kind of just know that one more than anything and i guess i've been i've been using it every week for eight years or whatever so yeah it feels a little natural to me well the way i made it easier for myself and the one way i was able to motivate myself to finish it besides just needing to meet the deadline i had already missed by like two days was to take my steam deck what or my stream deck not my steam deck i've talked about this on the show before i think where i took my stream deck and it has six buttons on it that you can make whatever you want and then you can do like a little image and it's like a little screen underneath and uh i just basically made like a custom group of hotkeys and i sort of kept tweaking them as i went until i had the ones i used the most on that and to the point where i could like not even have to look i I knew exactly where the button was and so after a while i was just like starting and stopping with the space and i was like doing selects and all this just with my left hand while i was like selecting um 
you know, actual areas with my right. Yeah, because you have like a wire, you have a wireless mouse, right, that you're using with it. Because you have to still collect, you still have to select parts of the whatever. I do, and then with the uh, the new like stereo way of doing it, that was something I had to learn too. So that set me back a little bit, but once I figured out what to do, it was fine. I just had to learn how to mute without, uh, like, I had to learn how to mute instead of delete, which sounds silly, but I didn't know how to do that before. Oh yeah, you found it. It's on the bar on the top. It's like the little. It's Control L. You click it. I think of like uh, the way I remembered it is as like, shut up, loser. <laughs> Control L. Yeah, I don't use the. I don't really use the control stuff. I just like. Well, I didn't need to use it because I set all those hotkeys to. Oh sure, yeah. One button, so I had boop. I would select it and I'd hit the button and then it would mute, or I would select it and hit a button and it would delete it. I also figured out how to like lock and unlock the tracks. That's something I had never done before. Never knew that was a thing. So anyway, this is all like mumbo jumbo to anyone who's never edited audio. But for me, as like a still, I consider myself a fledgling audio editor. It's it was it was daunting, but you know what? I'm glad I did it because I came away feeling pretty proud of how well it turned out, in spite of how late it was. From what I heard of it, it was it's pretty good. Good episode. I yeah. was I listened to like 40 minutes of it. I didn't listen to it all the way through, but sounded That's good. Okay. Sounded good to me. From what I heard, I listened to it through like a couple times afterwards, like when I was just doing other stuff. And there's a few parts where I was like, "Oh no, the audio cue should have started slightly before," but it's okay. Oh, it's fine. It's it all fine. sounded smooth to me. Yep. I know, I know they got items a little early, but it's fine. I liked it. Yeah, you, you, you got some of the music trail into the conversation and all that. And oh yeah, you know. I always like to crossfade yeah. stuff. That's fun. Yep. But uh, you know, if you ever want to do more, uh, <laughs> there's there's plenty. There's plenty of editing. I think as long as I know about it a little more ahead of time, it'll be oh, less yeah, stressful yeah. for me. Um, and I know, I know it's okay. Like I'm not saying like you shouldn't feel bad. I, I hope you don't think I'm trying to imply that. I'm just like for me because of how my brain is. Or whatever, I like have to set aside time. Otherwise, I like just get kind of confused about everything else. It was it, it really helped me out because uh, I was able to sleep. So yeah, I had a I had a crazy, like I said at the beginning, I, I worked for like ten days almost in a row. I had one day off towards the end there, but I had a crazy work week across three different things. So so it really helped me to not have to edit. So then I could just pretty much I pretty much just slept most of the time because. I had to get up at like 5 a.m. a couple days. Like it was, it was pretty rough. So I don't know. We could talk yeah. about it a little bit later, but maybe like have a set schedule of when I do it or if you know you're going to get, I yeah. guess your jobs are kind of. If you wanted to alternate or something, we could, we could try doing that. As far as like timing, you know, I always, you know, you work, you work on Thursdays, you know, that's like a regular thing for you. But whenever I can, can cho- choose my own schedule, I always try to take Thursday off and I try to do as much as I can in the daytime and then. The rest at night, even though a lot of times I end up doing all of it at night. But a lot of it for me is just like, you know, I can't really do anything else comfortably until the edit's done. You know, where you do like yeah. a thing so many times where then when you don't. Well, do it, what it happened feels with me weird, was I stayed know? up. You know, I stayed up late that night doing a podcast, and then I didn't have much time the next day to do it before work. And then I worked. Then I came home, and then I had to work the next morning. Yeah, so you, you didn't have a lot. Like, of time I don't know. It was just up. this whole. It was just whole. Like I didn't really have a whole lot of downtime myself until Saturday, and that's when I was really able to start doing it. And then that's when I got like probably about thirty minutes into it and realized I had completely messed up all the splicing or all the like syncing, and I had to like restart it, which really sucked. It was okay though. I, I was I just, learned. I was just very appreciative that you did it at all. So, well, <laughs> so I know what worry. to do now. It's a thing. So don't worry it won't about be uh, like that yeah. next time. Don't worry about the timing and all that. I just wanted to not do it. Just I mostly just because I was so overburdened with yeah. with, uh, with. I hope the listeners were cool with it, and I know we 
those patrons that like to hear it right away have already kind of gotten the YouTube video version of it, but still, I feel bad. Yeah, I like some, to, I like to, uh, I don't want to let people down, you know, that's, yeah. that's terrible. It's still, I mean, I just think of it this way. We, we got our audio version out before IGN did. So that's, uh, that made mm-hmm. me feel good because, uh, they fucked up there. I guess they, they fucked, well, they had like, they had some stuff wrong in the, uh, in the YouTube version and the, and the, um, it took forever for the audio version to come out on, on the uh, podcast apps. And it just came out like, Oh, uh, what, like the day after ours did. So I was like, yes, we beat them at least. And they're like, and you know, they're like a real company that has paid people that should be doing that. Whereas we're just a little, little indie company. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I have started to hear editing mistakes that were left in, especially like the, the ones with panels and stuff. Cause there's so much to go through, but yeah. I, I'm not here. I'm not here to criticize it. I'm just like feeling a little better about myself. Because I was listening to some show. I forget what it was, but it was a, you know, a name name uh, you know podcaster and they all have one part where well i you know what i mean but <laughs> they but they redid an entire section like an entire I, like i already heard this whole three minutes it was put in there twice oh yeah so, i've heard that before oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah or sometimes you hear echoes and stuff like that like i've heard all sorts of weird shit for stuff and i'm like what are you doing what are you thinking I, or, you probably just missed it you know like even acts of the blood god sometimes has some has like stuff at the beginning where it's just like I was like, did nobody, did you forget to cut this whole part? Like where they like redo the the opening like three times. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I was good. At, that was one thing I was thinking there, <laughs> but there were a couple. And also, kinda, also though, yeah. like sometimes their audio doesn't fade out before people start talking. And then it's like, you can't hear the first little bit of what they say. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The beginnings are sometimes kind of random. I was like, I was like, let me do it. I'll do it. I, I know they have an editor guy that pops in and talks occasionally. So they already have, they already have somebody. Yeah. But I was just saying, like, as as us being out before IGN, like, they don't even edit their podcast, so they have no excuse, like, to not just put it up. Yeah. Like, they don't even fucking edit it. You just got to put all your hepatitis commercials in there, and then just like it put was it my on the loosest air. edit yet, as far as like getting rid of ums and likes and stuff. But I actually think it sounded more natural that way. Like, I was actually pretty happy with it because I've been also listening for that in other podcasts lately, and I think some of that. Is good because that's how we talk to each other. You take that away, it sounds unnatural. Yeah, you should leave some in there. They say leave some in there to make it sound more natural. If you get if you get too obsessed over like all the spaces and the ums and all that, it will take you forever. Which that's why I do. I, I try to like that's why it's good for me to play a game or something while I'm doing it, so I can kind of try to divide my attention somewhat. Because if I just focus on the podcast, it'll take me like ten hours to do it. Because I will focus on every single little part of it. You know. We. All three of us do it, but we'll like, I'll just say this for an example. I'm probably not even doing a good way, way but energizer is a type of inter, a type of a type energizers energizer is a type of battery. And I would like easily be able to like, I don't know, make it sound natural. See, I didn't even do it well there, but like chop sentences together to sound like an, a normal sentence. Oh, I do that all the time, especially when we will see the fun. That's thing. the hardest part, but it's the most rewarding when you like take a, like a whole stutter section and people never know what happened. It's kind of fun. I mean the main the main game changer of recording in, in stereo or with two with two tracks is the fact that you can mute yourself whenever you like try to interrupt somebody so you can make it sound like well I did that smooth. with you a few times where um, yeah I'm sure you well did. not just you but <laughs> vice versa where I would just be like I would listen to it through it a few times and be like what's the most logical like dialogue here like I can't completely get rid of them because you're responding to me or whatever but at the same time. You said the same thing twice, so I'll get rid of the first thing you said. You know what I mean? And then you kind of like 
sort of learn to weave it together. Eh, it's fine. It's fun. It's just time consuming. You're creating a conversation. As I say, like you're editing a sentence kind of. I'm manufacturing well, fake news where you're, where let's you're just, like cutting parts, be and honest, pacing it, pacing it together. We're not, we don't say fake things. Never. Yeah, this whole conversation will not be edited at all. It was, you know, this is just perfect. Just the way it was. Mm-hmm. Says, says you. We're just making, we're just finessing it, making it sound better. That's all. Anyway, it, I didn't need to talk about it, that. Inside though. baseball. Thank you for letting me. Inside Vince baseball podcast. Now we have to mention it because it was something that editing podcast is really hard, and anyone who thinks it isn't is silly. And Trey does it so much, and I really admire them so much. Like I don't know how they do it, but they do it. I just, like I said, uh, that's off to me saluting or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like I said, it's just you know when you do thing enough, when you when they say like creating habits and all that, when you do thing enough, to, do things enough times. When you don't do it, it feels wrong. And that's kind of, that's where that is. Cause it's like, if I don't do it, then I know that then everything will like, I won't, it, it'll, everything will fall apart and the schedules won't work and whatever has to be done at a certain time. Otherwise nothing else will be able to be done. That's what there I say to, to myself. Some sort of external force that's creating pressure. Yeah. That's what I say to myself every time. Well, if I don't do Whether it, that be time it won't, or it won't get done or both. Yeah. Then you'll have to do it on Friday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever. So I try to do it on Thursday, but anyway, uh, yeah. For anybody who wanted to know about what happened with the podcast, that's what happened. But I'm glad you you glad you edited it because it really helped me a lot. So it was good for me. And now you know I, what Sandstorm is. I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't yep. I haven't listened to that. <laughs> I haven't listened to that song yet. But now it's a part of the WART radio for the month. So there you go. I will have to listen. And to it's it. not even the actual version. It's a other version. And I, and I don't know. I, I don't know. Some somehow you managed to put an F Zero song in there that I hadn't actually used before, which I thought was pretty. Because I don't think I don't know how much you listen to the episodes that I edit, but I was like, I was afraid that you were gonna put an F Zero song that I had already used in previous episodes because I've used a lot from the Super Nintendo game because of '99 and all that. But haven't done Red Ocean yet, so there you go. It was uh, that was no totally because I went through everything. Like I said, it took a while because I listened to every episode multiple times <laughs> to make sure. It... No, that was random. I did, I did, I did try to choose a song that I didn't know as well that I hadn't remembered hearing as much. Yeah. It was a it was, it was in the show notes or it's in the show notes most of the time the the songs yeah. for future reference. But yeah, uh, let's talk about games. Uh, <laughs> AW Fight Forever has gotten an update, another update, um, and we actually we did a stream about this the other night, and it was pretty hilarious because we just ran into more and more bugs with AW Fight Forever Game of the Year. Right there, uh, but uh, apparently now uh, you can find Dan Housen under the ring of the of the game. So when you when you jump out of the ring and you reach under the ring, um, this was actually the first time the way that Dan Housen first appeared in AEW. I thought thought it was a best friends match or something like that, but somebody reaches under the ring and they grabbed a chair and they pulled out a chair and Dan Housen was holding on to the chair and that was the first time you ever saw him in AEW and it was really cool because nobody knew about it. So it was supposed to be like he like stowed away in the stage and yeah they like pulled him out of the ring and then he did the curse you know that he does with his with his fingers but now you can do it in the game if you just have to get out of the ring and search for a search for a weapon under the ring and i I don't know what the percentage is but occasionally dan housen will come out of the ring and he'll and he'll curse you like like he does and it's it's like a you know it's it's a preview obviously to the dlc that's coming up this week on thursday for all the systems that aren't switch Switch is getting it the week after, actually. So that kind of sucks. Which, okay, well, at least that's not that yeah. far in the future. So uh, Dan Housen and Hook 
were the last of the DLC, if you paid extra for the DLC. And uh, they're coming out on Thursday for every other system. And then the Switch one is coming out on the 5th, the week after. But it is still coming. And Danhausen is under the ring. I've seen footage of it. And, uh, you know, friend of the show, uh, Joe, said that he had seen him. But we did a little we did a little stream on Monday. We were all trying to find Danhausen, and it was kind of funny because we never found him. And we had a fun, we had a fun, uh, quote unquote, uh, glitch where where Joe fell through the floor, and then the whole game died. <laughs> it's like we were all outside of the ring, and he just like fell through the ground and the ring, and then the whole screen turned blue, and it just kicked us all out of the game. So there's a new one that we haven't seen yet on there, but you know, fun shit. And you got it on video? Yeah, yeah. It's it's on it's on the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. It's on the Twitch channel. You can find it on there. I think it's on I think it's on Wagglefest too. We kind of we tried to do a dual stream between between Nintendo Main and Wagglefest. So some of it is on Wagglefest YouTube YouTube as well cuz Shake was on there. But yeah, it's a uh, we never found out Dan Housen, but hopefully he's somewhere. I, I think I d- titled the YouTube video uh, The Never-Ending Search for Dan Housen cuz we never found him. But we had fun saw that. regardless trying to find him, so whatever. But he will be playable as of this Thursday is what you're saying. Next Thursday, October 5th. Or next. Well, on Nintendo Switch next Thursday. On every other system this coming Thursday. But okay. he looks good. I think they both look good. Uh, I think Hook and Dan House and both look good. So that's the end of the paid DLC. So that means that maybe we will get more stuff after that. Maybe we'll start another season, whatever. I don't know. Have you been playing the uh, the stadium uh stampede at all yeah we played that too and we had another funny glitch with that where you know where we did the three two one go you know where you all try to get in the same stadium right. stampede and we did we all got in the same game and i was like awesome let's play and then i got kicked out and everybody else stayed oh. in there so my, my game hard crashed and kicked me out of the game and sent me back to the menu and then uh and then joe and does it matter and, yeah. is there like someone hosting it where if they there's failed everybody would get kicked out or how does that work no it's i i just got kicked out of the game the game still happened like you can still hear them talking about it on the stream and all that i just got i just got booted you know and then i waited for them to get done and then i went and tried to do it so again you can still spectate no, I, I can't watch it because the game completely quit on me oh shit. like it, it had a hard it had a hard crash so, so it, who was streaming then I'm still streaming, but you can't see. You're just seeing me reset the game, you know. But because, you do still hear people talking. You just can't. Yeah, see Yeah, you hear them talking about whatever they're doing. Okay, you just, you just can't okay, see okay. it. Okay, yeah. it all makes sense now. So then I just, you know, did another like single player match where I tried to find Dan House and while they were playing, and then I tried to get on again, and then we couldn't get in the same match. But I did play, whatever. But anyway, yeah, no, we do still play it, and it's still fun. I've still gotten pretty high on there. I guess I can. I know you've played. I know you played the other one. It's on here. I guess we could both talk about it. I didn't play enough of... Are you talking about this next thing? Yeah. I didn't play any of it. I started it and then didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Because I saw I saw you online playing it. I was like, oh, cool. We could talk about it. Uh, but what we're, what we're talking about is Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dragon Quest Monsters demo that came out during the direct, unbeknownst to us, but beknownst to Japanese uh, watchers because they got the better direct out of the two of them. But there's there's a there's a demo available now for the for the Dragon Quest Monsters game, which is coming out December 1st of this year. And for anybody unaware, Dragon Quest Monsters is a series that's it's similar to Pokemon, but it involves, obviously it's in the name, the Dragon Quest Monsters, where you, you can catch them and use them to fight people. It goes as back as Game Boy Original. There was Dragon Quest Monsters games on the original Game Boy, even. So they've been around really? for a long time. Yeah. Oh, so it was kind of responding to... I have a... Uh, I Pokemon, think I... Right? Yeah, I have a 
Dragon Quest Monsters 2 for the original Game Boy. I have one of the original Game Boy ones. And they were on DS. Did and they, they do the they split game thing too, where you have two games released at once? No, there was just one. I think they did. Not Dragon Quest Monsters. There was only one. Oh, really? Yeah. They didn't They didn't do two versions like Pokemon. They're not that. They weren't that popular. They just did their own. Somebody uh, else did that had a game like that. Oh, I think I think you're talking. I think you're thinking about um, uh, what's it called? Uh, with the ghosts, Pokemon. the ghost Pokemon. Uh, oh. what's it called? Fuck. Um, Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch. That's it. Well, Yokai Watch did the one where that. they had the two different versions. That might be one because they had like one called Spirit something and Bony something. There was there were a couple ones where they did they did different versions of that. So yeah, Yokai Watch. The Watch Yokai Watch games did that. Maybe the maybe the other Digimons or something did. I don't know. I, I don't I don't follow those games. Well, I do know when I downloaded this this particular demo, I saw there were two different games listed, and I was like, oh, there must be two different versions. And then I realized there were, but one's just like the whatever the deluxe version. Yeah, it's the bundle, right? Yeah, the deluxe bundle. Right. But I I did I did get to play. I was yeah I was wondering what you thought of it. I I've been like I said I've been working a lot. Like I had like no work and then I had too much work. But I was still trying to play video games, you know, after work. And I pretty much, even last, what was it? Not last night, but the night before, I, I was like, all right, I finally have time to play Dragon Quest Monsters. And I totally fell asleep playing it. And I remember waking up to my character just walking into a tree. Just like, there's like a tree and he's just like walking into the tree. And uh, there was a, what was it? Saturday night, because I had Sunday off. I tried really hard to play f Zero Ninety Nine and Horizon Chase 2. Because F Zero ninety nine was having like this Grand Prix weekend where you could you know, where the Grand Prix were more available and I was like, Oh sweet, I wanna do these. So I played a couple of them and I fell asleep playing that too. And I woke up and I was driving backwards <laughs> on the game. I was like going wow. the I was going the opposite way and I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like I need to like It's like, stop a, it's like a real life nightmare where you're like where you fall asleep driving and then you're <laughs> and then, Well you have those dreams yeah. where you're like I don't know if you've ever had weird dreams where you're driving and like there's just something oh, yeah. off about it. Like either you're driving backwards. I had a dream once where I was taking a shower while I was driving. Like I had a steering wheel in the shower. Oh, who <laughs> getting in my eyes? And it oh, was wow. a stress dream. I've never had anything like that, but I but I have had like you know dreams about driving where I can't stop or like I'm about hit about to hit something or whatever you know. And I have a lot about a lot of I have a lot of like audio stress related dreams. You know, like I had a dream where I was recording a party and like Brandon Johnson was there, the, the mayor of Chicago, and he was giving a speech and I didn't mic him and I didn't record any of it. Like stuff like stuff like that, you know, stupid shit that wouldn't happen. But, you know, I, I have stress dreams about. Like instead of not wearing pants, you forgot to put the. Uh, yeah, about like not forgot mic- to put the, the thingy on the mic to like block out the peas. Like not a uh, pop filter. There <laughs> we go. Like like not miking or not um like not miking people are not recording. Or sometimes I'll like fall asleep in a, in a in a while they're recording and I, I won't roll or whatever stuff like that. But yeah, Dragon Quest Monsters. Uh, the demo is pretty cool. You can catch a bunch of different monsters in there. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week. Whatever monsters you catch carry into the regular game, so that's so it's not a completely but worthless nothing demo. about how you've trained them or their levels or anything. Just the, I don't think the they're levels. Yeah, just who what they are. But but I guess you can catch some really really cool ones if you get into it. Like I played it for about two hours last night just to kind of fuck around with it and i got to the point where i think they just wanted me to grind because i didn't know what else to do because you get to like this coliseum where you can play against other people who have monsters and you know i got through the first level and then i tried the second level and everybody just killed me and i was like well obviously i'm not strong enough and i couldn't figure out where to go after that so i was like well maybe i have to grind and come back so i stopped after that but there's a really weird there's a really weird like um (laughs) 
uh, kind of disturbing part in it. Like I was mentioning earlier about the elves and the and the jewel tears and all that. Like like during during the Colosseum part, like after you beat the first or whatever, when you when you beat like the first set of uh, trainers and all that, and you win and you get your prize, they bring out this elf lady and they're like, "All right, uh, we heard that elves cry cry jewels when they're upset." So this guy comes out with a whip and he like starts beating this elf. And she's Holy crying shit. like rubies out of her face, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this game got got hard!" Like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and I'm like, "What's the like fuck? that part in Final <laughs> Fantasy VI they got rid of where they made Steelys cry?" Yeah, like all of a sudden, I was they like, "Brought whoa. it back yeah. hard for this one." I was like, "Whoa, this game yeah. got real dark all of a sudden!" Like I, I didn't even know the elves elves cry uh, jewels, and and they're beating the crap out of this girl here, like in the middle of the Coliseum. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it was it was weird. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, story story's happening here a lot, a lot in a hard way right now." <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Yeah, I was gonna say like, but spo- spoilers. Befriend that. Watch this woman get beat. Hey, that I mean that's that's kind of every Dragon Quest game though. Like on the surface, they always seem really really lighthearted, but they get into some like yeah. some mad shit. You know, like some dark stuff happens. There's some interesting games. stuff in Dragon Quest Eight. I remember that was actually censored for the 3DS version, which sucks. Like there's a part where this guy gets possessed by this magician and he like stabs himself to make him to, to like get himself out of the possession or whatever. Or there's a part where the, he like hypnotizes this guy to make him eat dog food and stuff like that, that they took out of this 3DS version. So there are, there are like plenty, you know, as cute, as cute as Dragon Quest games look, they're definitely, they go dark and they go dark when you, when you don't know it. So don't say that they're easy, easy going, whatever sweet games. Cause they they'll totally be like oh yeah and we're gonna beat this lady for jewels that fall out of her face out of nowhere <laughs> so uh, but yeah no I, I liked i liked what i played of it i got some weird i got some weird monsters in there like the first one i got they'll ask you a bunch of questions at the end at the very beginning of it and depending on how you answer they'll give you a specific monster because of that and that'll be your first monster that you have that's like your starter and i ended up with the mud mannequin which is what i got which is this little crazy looking dancey guy which i've seen before but I caught a bunch of I caught a bunch of other ones. I think I ended up with like ten or twelve monsters before I stopped playing. So I did catch a lot of stuff. And you don't really it doesn't work like Pokemon. Like you don't like you know you don't like uh, knock down their their life and then like catch them with a the Pokeball. You just use there's a there's an option that says Scout, and you Scout in each of your and you do the Scout move and move and I guess each of your Pokemon have like a different percentage of Scouting. And it, and once the, and they'll all like kind of attack the thing at the same time and and depending on how high the percentage gets, will be whether you catch them or not. If you get a hundred percent, you'll automatically get it. But sometimes I got as low as like five percent, and I still got the guy. So I don't know, I don't know how the percentages work on that. But there are there are like there was like a big boss character that I found. It was like a really big guy that you can't scout yet. You have to like beat him down for a while before you can catch him. So. So there are like big creatures out there that you won't be able to fight like uh, at the beginning. And just I was just trying to poke around online to see like how long you can play the demo for and I think it's like kind of unlimited, I guess, to a point like you can only go so far, but you can still fuck around with it. But people were saying they were finding like pretty high level monsters in there just from the demo, like to carry on into the regular game. So it's definitely worth checking out if you want to play the Dragon Quest version of Pokémon. And from what I heard about the Pokémon DLC, it's uh, it's way better than doing that. So there, there you go. You know, compared to uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, it, I think it runs better. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah. there you go. It has less uh, weird. Has no like floating heads or pop in or or where the the ground doesn't doesn't disappear or anything like that. You still kind of see a lot of the weird uh, animations in the background, but you can't really get away from that. You know, the the ten FPS whatever going on. 
sometimes I wonder if Nintendo isn't like compelled to finally release new hardware because of Pokemon when it's like, all right, we need it. We have to. Pokemon can't do this no more. And it's the thing that single-handedly saved the Game Boy and, you know, like kept the Game Boy going for an extra like five years or whatever. Yeah, I wonder, like, I know they don't own Pokemon, but I wonder, like, to what degree are they stepping in and putting pressure on those guys to be like, hey, you know, clean this up. Yeah. This is a cash cow for both of us. And uh, well, they have console like this. Console exclusive. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they're involved that much with whatever they do. I'm not saying yeah. they aren't, but yeah, there's no doubt that people, a huge percentage of people that buy Nintendo products, get it for the Nintendo stuff because you can only get Nintendo. It, obviously, you can get it on mobile, but you can't get like the newest Pokemon game on mobile, like the newest like mainline. It's always on a Nintendo console. I said it before, and I'll say it again. They just needed Monolith to to do it, and it would have been much better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they don't, you know, they they don't do it, you know, because it's not a Nintendo. It's not a full on Nintendo developed game. It's a Game Freak game, but that's you know that's kind of Game Freak's problem. And Tears of the Kingdom did a wonderful job at not having the like Godzilla style stop motion in the distance. Like for what it's worth, Nintendo themselves have proven the hardware to be pushed, but. They only know those secrets, I guess. Maybe well, monolith. Monolith. Too. I was saying monolith did, yeah. did Tears of the Kingdom. I'm saying if it, it, it's like you know, you look at something like Pokemon, it's like, oh well, the system isn't powerful enough. But then you watch, look at something like Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and you're like, oh shit, this game looks gorgeous. Uh, you know, I'm just saying there are games that look really, really good, and it's just because game, just because uh, Game Freak doesn't know how to. I don't know. It, some people would even say that they've. You know they've never really made a 3D game look great. Like kind of all all of their uh, talents were more in the 2D Pokemon, and they had a hard time breaking into 3D. Some, I would some people might say that right. Like it, there's no no 3D game I've played besides maybe the first Pokemon Snap. It was a special thing, but even that's on tracks. Yeah, but that's not even that's not even fully 3D. It's yeah, more that, like 2.5. Yeah. yeah, or it's something beyond 2.5, but it's on tracks. I think that I think that they, you know, they're may they haven't really fully grasped the the 3D world and and all that. Like, I don't know. They they need they need help also. They need they need to they need their own monolith to come in there and make things and make things right. I think Nintendo owns like what thirty percent stake in the Pokemon company or something like that. Like they have enough of an interest to be like, hey, you know, we can throw our weight around a little bit. And you know, why aren't you guys doing better? And and yes, Pokemon Company probably holds. Oh, you know, all the cards, or most of the cards, anyway. Um, Some might even say the Pokemon cards. The Pokemon cards, correct. I walked right into that one. Like, like how, how much can they just say? Like, here, I want to introduce you to Monolith Soft, and like, 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 push a relationship on on them like that, like, like to do better next time. It would. It, they gotta it, be lighting some fire under them. It would be crazy to see, like, it would be crazy to see a Pokemon game done by Monolith Soft. Like, that would be insane. Like, that I would be all all about that, all about that shit. It would look so good. Monolith or uh, Pokemon Chronicles. And all of a sudden, it would be like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, Monolith did did like Splatoon and Breath and Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and like, you know, they, oh, they, I thought you meant actually produced by monolith you oh yeah i'm just saying like even working on it like just to see how good yes. it would work it would look well, no like, i think how much they could do that's with it. like the best minds and because i don't know what have they done like what would that team do with like proper hardware you know like they're doing it with like ancient hardware yeah at this point 
But they still made, I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, well, and Tears of the Kingdom, you know, obviously, giant, incredibly huge games that look amazing, you know, so. I mean, even Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U is gigantic, like. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to go back and check it out, but I mean, I can't imagine it's. It's kind of. <laughs> it's probably a similar size to Breath of the Wild, maybe. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Like I try I try to go back and play it and it's just like it's so fucking confusing. Like if you haven't played it in a while, it's so fucking hard to go back to cuz cuz there's just so no, it's, it's, I think I'd it, have to restart it. It's such sadly. a complicated complicated game. Like cuz you need to find like in order to do certain missions, you have to find certain uh characters and and they're and they're always they're in different parts of the map that you're not going to remember where they are and like and well, you got move around new Las Vegas or new new Los LA. Yeah. And it's it, it's really complicated. You need to look through a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of guides to get back into it. I I really tried to, but it was it's a hard ass game. But but aside from Pokemon, Dragon Quest Monsters it's a it's a good looking game with amazing looking monsters. The monsters in Dragon Quest have always been incredible looking. So give it a try. Is this a one v one with your monsters, and then you cycle them out like Pokemon? No, this is a. You have a full party of monsters. You get a. You get a full party of four monsters that fight at the same time. So that's pretty cool. You get. And then you're fighting like other people's monsters at all times, or are you fighting just enemies in the field that you can capture and things like that? Uh, you're 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 on the field. You're fighting monsters on the field that you can capture whenever you want. And there's also Coliseum stuff, like I said before, where you go against other trainers. Are there trainers like blocking your way, like in? Pokemon no, you're like... <laughs> nothing like that that I've seen so far. What I think is interesting about it that's different from any other game that I've seen the uh, the the season or maybe it's only like this in the demo, but there's different seasons where like the you know the whatever the the area that you're in will change you know depending on what season it is. But in this game, the seasons change like day, you know. So like you know where it's like morning, morning, day, night, whatever. It's like the same thing except it's like it's like spring, summer, fall, winter. And it goes through a day night a day night cycle like this with the different seasons. So, I thought that was really interesting, where you're kind of just walking around. And they're like, oh yeah, no, now it's now it's winter. Now everything's frozen, and now you can walk across the water and stuff like that. And it kind of changes like, like day, you know. So you can go through all of the seasons in one day. Which I was like, is that going to be in the game? Because that's kind of crazy. You don't really see that in any other games. So, but it's cool. I definitely I I recommend checking it out. Of course, that wouldn't work well for farming. No. <laughs> I recommend checking it out, of course, because I'm a big Dragon Quest fan, and Dragon Quest monsters are awesome. The Akira Toriyama design is always I th- great. I think what happened was I booted it up, and I just wasn't, I don't know, I couldn't do all that reading. And then I was like, I'll just skip it and go into the gameplay, and then it's like, you got to talk to the people in the town, and then go to this guy. And then I'm like, all right, yes. I'm done. So that's as far as I got. Basically, what I did is I fell asleep in like the first 15 minutes of it. So when I, So when I went to play it later... I didn't remember any of the talking to the guys in the town or whatever. And I'm just like, let's go find a guy. And then I just walked into the field and just started fighting shit. So you really don't need to read I'll any of that out. stuff is what I'm saying. It's pretty it's pretty easy to get into, I think. But I think it looks nice for... And it's an exclusive, too. It's a Switch exclusive, which is pretty cool. So They, they love, you know, the, the Dragon Quest over the years, they've always... Uh, kind of flocked toward whatever system is the highest selling. That's that's why like it kind of blew everybody's mind when Dragon Quest Nine ended up being a Nintendo DS exclusive, you know, going from like yeah. PlayStation two to DS, you know, like that was like what? Because they always go to whatever the where the fan base is in Japan specifically. And, you know, Switch is hot as shit. So it's become the home for Dragon Quest and that's wonderful. And then basically ten's like the fourteen of Dragon Quest, right? Except yeah, except it's it's never been it, it's never been localized, so 
You can't play it. I, I guess love, I love to play it though. What was it? Eleven was also an online Final Fantasy. No one talks about anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, eleven was. But yeah, Dragon Quest Ten. Well, Dragon Quest Ten like goes back as far as Wii, right? It was on Wii and Wii U and Switch, and I think it was on 3DS also. But in, it, in some form, it was only it was Japan exclusive. Yeah, it's Japan exclusive, but it goes all the way back to Wii. And they even had the there, there's a Wii Wii game that has all the original Dragon Quests on it and all that and. It's just cool that it's come full circle since they all started originally on Famicom and NES and all that shit. But yeah, Dragon Quest Monsters, play the demo. It's awesome. Speaking of awesome awesome demos, though, I finally got to play uh, Dan the Diver, the demo. And I played that all the way through. Dave the Diver. Whatever his name is. Dave the Diver. I see I see one of the things you list up top here, and was uh, I was trying to communicate that last week. I was like, it looks like flashback or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like That's some really good like sprite to do like cutscenes with oh right? the cutscenes are awesome yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love the cutscenes so much like they have so much personality they look so great like the whole game looks great it's 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 fun to play like i can see it easily getting addictive um i got you know i, I got the gun i was shooting i was shooting fish in the water um yeah. it, w- it was fun I, I played all the way through the demo until i couldn't do anything else so i i think yeah, it's I, like only like an hour i finished the demo like kind of shortly before we started the podcast uh, well i played another game after that but i'll talk about that later but yeah, this this game like it made me sad when it was over because yeah, me too. It showed me the little <laughs> like uh, video that's like you can do all this stuff when it's available, and so I'm like, all right, well, I went back to continue, and it shows you the video again. Video yeah. again, <laughs> same thing for me. Yeah, I try. I was like, what can I? I was at like, least but go? I collected yeah. all these fish when I was down there, and I was gonna make more sushi. Yeah, I was like, can I at least go uh, run the sushi shop for a little bit? And they're like, nope. Here's the video again. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted to go back to the sushi shop. Like, yeah. I really like that you're making the menu. Like, I don't know. That's fun. That really feels a bit more like you're running a restaurant than just chopping vegetables or something, you know? Yeah. And and it's cool that you can like enhance the, the dishes or whatever to like charge more, or get more, get more people to come in and all that. It's, I said it yeah. before, before I had even played it, I said it last week, but it does totally remind me of that mini game from Yakuza zero that I love so much. The one where you're the, where you're the manager mm-hmm. of the, of the hostess club. And it's kind of like that. Like it's like a similar thing where you like, well, well, you know, instead of catching fish, uh, you go out and hire women to work at your club in in the in the Tokyo yeah. world and all that. And uh, and it's not even and the fun thing about it, it's not even just like sexy women. Like there's this there's this old lady that I use like all the time because she has like she has like a Z, she has like an S tier level conversation like ability so i would use her constantly in the hostess bar because i mean why would she she, she, she would kill it and she's like older she's got purple history unfold she's older she's got purple hair she's wearing like this hilarious uh sweater that has a giant like lion face on it i love that game so much it's so stupid but it's so much fun and yeah she was she was like my number one hostess was was this lady because she because yeah because she was great at conversation and that's really what people are there for to go on fake dates with people you know to pay somebody to pretend to be their date or whatever but it's yeah there's a similar thing where you have to you know people come in and they'll like they'll have a little thing above their head like seeing like whether they want conversation or party or whatever everybody they all they, they all have different uh stats on different things and you put women next to certain people and if they don't get along with the customers, you have to kind of go in there and like settle things or like, you know, give them a free drink or give them a gift or something so they don't get pissed off. And, and you try to get them to tell other people about the bar. So more people come to the bar. It kind of this the way the sushi bar works kind of reminds me of that a little bit because you because you go from table to table and they'll signal you and you have to do things based on how the hand signals they give you. Kind of like how this 
you know, how you have to get the food and bring it to the people and enhance the food or whatever. It's kind of like that. But no, it's it's a lot of fun to play. I, I love the tea pouring mechanic. That's really cool. That actually reminds me of that poker game that I really, really liked. That was uh, There was a demo for that. But I like stuff where you use where you use the analog sticks. Card chart, was that it? Yeah. Maybe that was what it was called. Yeah. But it, I like stuff where you use analog sticks, like, and you can actually use the analog motion to do specific things. Like Card Shark had a similar thing where you will like pour a drink, but you also have to lean over and look at somebody's cards while you're pouring it, but don't oh, look right. like you're doing it. Like they had some really, really cool stuff in there. Or you have to like hold the analog sticks in a certain way so you can flip one card to the back of the deck without anybody seeing it. They had all these really cool like card tricks that were in, available in there that you had to do with, with the analog sticks. And that's really creative and it's nice to see stuff like that in another game. So there you go. But yeah, but Dave, the diver, I just think of Dan, the diver because your friend Dan told you about it. So I'm just foreshadowing to the future episode. Not just my friend, but also your friend. Yeah, I know Dan as well. But uh, no, I just think of I think that if we have him on the show, that'll be the episode name will be Dan the Diver because Dan was the one who. Oh, we know that. Yeah. I was talking to him today. I almost called him Dan the Diver. So that's why I called it Dan the Diver. But no, it's a very it's it's a cool game. I, I'm totally and it's only like twenty bucks, right? Like I'm totally interested in it. I'm definitely gonna get it for sure. I was a little worried when I did my first enhancement, and there was like a bunch of like really cool cutscenes. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, oh no! I like looked at my menu and I could enhance everything. It's like, is there going to be a cutscene for every single one? And there was a few different cutscenes, but it was basically for, I don't know, for each type of fish, there was one cutscene. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did it once and then, and then I it was didn't like, do okay, it. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. I did it one time and it didn't The cutscene where that. you prepare the fish? Cut, 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 cut. Uh, but it is pretty much, yeah. But he does like this sword work. And there's like, one of the things I really love is like, it'll show like a, a close up of the fingers. It's like, but with all the sprites and stuff. And yeah, oh yeah. It reminds me a lot of really like good. the stuff they did in WarioWare where they'd be like, you get like the hand up close and that's what's like the main animation of the, of the thingy, but it would, it'd be minimalistic, but it would be so effective because it's up close to your face. So, uh, I don't know what to say other than Dave, the diver, I mean, Dan, the diver, I mean, Dave, the diver, <laughs> whatever his like name is. Game. It's great. It's a great game. Um, there's one thing I want to say before I, jump off the mic and you get to, and you get to tell whatever you you talk about whatever you want to talk about um i i don't know why i i just figured this i figured this out this 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 week whatever this week last week i realized that ease 10 is actually not coming out this week and i got really sad because it's never been for some reason i don't know i thought that i saw that it was going to be a global release that it was going to come out in japan and america at the same time but i don't think that's the case because ease 10 is nowhere to be found on the eShop. But it's on the Japanese eShop, and there's no other language on there other than Japanese. And I'm like, oh fuck! Like I was kept. Is it tell- supposed to? Is it a cross-platform release in Japan, or is it like? It's cross-flat. It's cross-platform, yeah. Okay. But it's only in. It's not. Well, it was originally. I mentioned it before. It was originally designed for Switch because of the popularity of the Ease games on Switch. And uh, I thought that they were doing a, a, a like simultaneous release, but I just kind of figured out that they aren't because there's been no talk of it whatsoever in america and it's coming out like this this thursday and i was really pumped to play it i was like oh yeah ease ease 10 it's gonna be great i gotta beat nine i'll, I'll like beat nine and then get into 10 and it'll be awesome and then i just kind of realized that it's just not coming out so ease 10 is a lie Nine twenty nine. East 10 is not real so that was kind of that, that bummed me out i was like man i really wanted to play that game but now who knows when it's coming out in america so that sucks 
I was just, yeah. Sorry. I convinced myself that it was coming out in English. And that's probably why we never saw it in a in an American Direct and why it was always the empty spot on my bingo card. There's some there's some poetic shit there for you. Yeah, East 10, not there, unfortunately. But there's a whole bunch of other shit coming out, so it'll be fine. <laughs> like, everything in the world is coming out on the 20th. Well, it gives you more like, time to beat 9, right? That's true. I will have more time to beat 9, which I haven't returned to it once I found out that East 10 was not coming out. But I did get it. I, there's another Falcom game that came out that's like an Ease game that I got. The Tails game or Trails game or Trails adjacent? Something like that, yeah. Though it plays like Ease. I haven't played it yet. But yeah, what have you been doing? Either of you. Well, I will say I, I didn't say this when you were talking about F-Zero, but yeah, I, I'm supposedly past 30 hours in it. Yeah, I saw that. Like, tonight. that's insane. 30 hours of F-Zero 99. You're hooked. I play this game quite a bit. Like I've gotten a lot of badges that say ninety times time ninety nine times that you've done this. And then recently I think I got a nine hundred and ninety nine times that I used bet like boost or something like that. So I mean I've definitely I've definitely put some time into it. That seems like a lot, but I don't know it probably only factors in the time I'm playing, right? You I mean think it'll it was just when it was booted up on the console. It'll it'll factor in if you leave, if you just away. leave it if you just leave it on. It'll factor that in because I've definitely done that a lot. Like I've left it on and like gone and done other things and just left it on because I liked the music. Yeah, the music. But excellent. I still, I don't know. I've still, I've, I've put significant time into it, and I got up to B plus. I rapidly climbed up to B plus in the last week. Oh, I'm there. And then, as of the last couple of days, I can't get past B plus because the mat, the matches get harder, and the courses seem like they get harder. It seems like they start throwing like your two options are like harder courses. Once you get to a certain rank, and um, also just it's really hard. You can you can do really well in the race and still not defeat any of your, any of your rivals. Yeah, I mean not not on the regular F zero ninety nine. The regular F zero ninety nine is still like either Mute City and whatever else. Like it's still like the easier courses. But if you do the the middle selection where you do like the pro courses or whatever, then you play the harder ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's when you do either like the mini pre or the uh, knights. Um, the Knights Grand Prix, which I do those, but when I usually do, uh, I just do the 99s and it'll still do, it'll give me my, uh, rivals. Well, yeah, yeah. You always, you always have rivals, but I'm just saying you won't, you won't play like it, it won't throw you like, was it Port Town or Deathwind? I think are the ones, or no, maybe Deathwind is from the first one. There's, I, I, I finally looked at the practice mode that you said last week, you know, to see where all the courses are. And I have all the courses unlocked that are, oh, are okay. available. But it shows all of the ones. Well, it basically shows you all the ones from the Super Nintendo game, which anybody who played that would knew, know that they were coming. But that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So, it, so it, there's like the regular four or five races from the Night League that are already in there, and then there's two races that are from like the Queen and the King League, and those are the ones that you get when you play the Pro mode, which is like you know, w- which will be a time thing. So that's where you get the really hard ones. But I think, but I think from the regular 99, you don't get you won't get past like the third or fourth race. Like you won't go to silence unless you get there. Or at least I haven't gotten there without playing the grand P grand Prix mode. So I don't know, but anyway, yeah, the game is still great. And yeah, you, well, I've played so much of it that it's kind of bled into each other too. Cause I'll play like 99 for a while. And then as soon as the uh, pre's open up, I'll jump into those, you know? So, and then I don't know, sometimes I'll kind of blink out and be like, Oh, I'm actually to the second or third race of the pre. But, um, I do find like on the pre's that's when my my uh, rivals will be. I've had S plus rivals, which I'm like, they must think I'm actually pretty good if they're giving me an S plus rival. But yeah, I don't know. 
I've only I've I haven't gotten above B plus. I got like really close. I was almost to A minus, and then I don't know something happened where I just haven't been able to get back up to there. Like I'm I'm hovering right like half the halfway point of B plus rank, and I have been for like two or three days now. Yeah, that, that's like where I'm at too. But doesn't it when it whenever you start it up, doesn't it tell you that you're in like a higher tier of racers or whatever? Like it's been doing that whenever I start it. It gives Not you a little, gives of. you a little message that's like, hey, you're you're up here or whatever. I figured if you're, I mean, we're both the same rank, so I figured it would have. I haven't gotten any sort now. of message like that other than being like, here's a here's a ticket since you logged in or something like. That. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the day. Yeah, you get the prizes for logging in, which is nice. You but know, no, I've never gotten there's... like a you're the new tier or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's um and oh and there was a like hot off the press like John just uh, posted something on the Slack about it. There's a there is like a new um there's been some news about they're about the new courses they are adding and like when they're adding right I didn't I didn't quite look at it yet but they're adding tomorrow so if you're listening to this you'll already have access to the oh shit that's what I'm saying they're adding all this shit this week like they're adding the new Kirby game on the Game Boy Advance they're adding uh, what was it uh, Disney Speedstorm is going free to play this week I'm gonna have fun checking that out Dan Housen for every system that isn't Switch is out there. There's a lot of stuff releasing on the 29th, including F-Zero, and we also have a Tetris Maximus coming up with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on there, Oop. so a lot of shit. But it looks like they're 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 probably releasing stuff from Queen League. Uh, Mute City, Port Down 1, Red Canyon, White Land 2. Yeah, these are all Queen League. Plus Deathwind 2 from King League. So, And uh, Queen League will be featured in the Grand Prix. So, hooray. All right. Well, the last thing I wanted to say, and I'll just go ahead and say it. This is why I was late to the podcast. For the two of you, you guys listening wouldn't realize this. But uh, I downloaded a game on my PS5. I haven't played it for fucking ever. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to load this on here. I loaded it on. I couldn't figure out how to change the controls. It's a game I used to play a lot, but I just I couldn't do well. And then I'm like, I finally figured out how to get to the menu and change the controls. And I discovered you could do gyro controls. I played Fortnite and I got a victory royale tonight. That when I said earlier, I said victory, Whoa. or what I say, vacation Bible retreat. That was my little code, victory battle royale. I got my first first place in Fortnite tonight, right before we were gyro controls. The gyro controls. Oh, oh my God! I'm gonna upload that to our YouTube. I actually have a video of it, not to just be like blah blah PS5 blah blah. But the PS5 are, are, is always saving your last half hour of video. So at any point, you can be like, save my last half hour. And it's like a high quality video of whatever you were doing. So I've got the full match and I'm going to upload it to our YouTube once I figure out how to get it to my hard drive. But uh, yeah, it's on my PS5. I got something like, I want to say I got at least eight eliminations or whatever and like there's just these times where i was like i was like had hardly any energy and like people would be shooting at me and i would run and i'd hide and i'd be like i don't even care and i just run and like i could keep moving and aiming at the same time i i i say thank you splatoon 3 for teaching me gyro controls like done right because fortnite handles them really well on the ps5 version i don't know other versions but oh my gosh i had to go into the actual controls and i had to set gyro to everything because you can like go through and tweak it gyro on everything and that includes like you know you're you're still in the third person view but it lets you look around at all times really rapidly it lets you hide really quick 
and it lets you aim while you run, which is really important because a lot of times it kind of seemed like other people didn't know you could do that. And I could, and it was really fun. And I just, I was just like, I got that victory battle Royale. I got down to, to the last three people and I was like, well, this is the best I've ever done in Fortnite. I think I have video evidence of that somewhere, maybe on our YouTube. And, um, then all of a sudden it was down to the final two. I actually killed the, the number three person. They came out after me. I killed them with a shotgun. And then all of a sudden I'm like looking all around. I'm like, where's the last person I got to kill them? They probably know exactly where I am. And they're watching me right now. And so I start running around a little bit and I'm trying to stay inside of the little, like the circle, of course, because it keeps getting smaller and smaller. But I'm like, I got to kind of creep around. So I'm crawling. I'm like, this person is watching me right now. And then all of a sudden I hear like an explosion. I'm like, they got me. Oh, wait. And it turns out they died wherever they were. And I was victory royale. So I didn't I didn't even kill the second place person. They just died wherever <laughs> they were. Oh, nice. And I got my victory royale. You didn't even have to. So hit are him. you back into Fortnite or was that it? Like, <sighs> I'm gonna, one I'm last probably, dip in and then bow out? I'm probably going to play you'll some play, more. You'll play it again, I'm sure. It was really fun. And it looks really good. On it, like it looks really good now. And there's like some new stuff. Like you can get a lightsaber. That's pretty fun. Fortnite has changed so much. Like last time I tried to play it, I had no fucking idea what was going on. There's all these people like flying around as as Vegeta, whoever the fuck from a uh, dragon from a uh, Dragon Ball, and they're all in clouds and they're doing weird shit. And I'm like, what? What is this game? I don't know. I'm playing the non-ranked one player non, battle non, royale. Like, it's like, yeah. Obviously, I'm not playing against like the best of the best here and maybe i was just playing against a bunch of noobs or whatever but i still felt so good i don't know it was like my heart was like beating so fast i look i keep looking at my phone i'm seeing like you guys are posting in the uh, slack i'm like i can't stop playing i I gotta i gotta i gotta get i gotta get at least into the last 10 place and like yeah it was probably like 16 or 17 minute match and when i got that victory battle royale i was just like I've never gotten first place in one of these games ever. Well, besides Mario 35, that won't die. Or wait, was it Mario 35 or was it Pac-Man? I can't remember. It was Mario 35. I think it was, it I was think we Mario. all got Mario 35. I never got the Pac-Man. You and John both got Mario 35. Got the, I got Pac-Man. Pac-Man one, right? Yeah, I beat Pac-Man. But Pac-Man was easy. Ahsoka Tano's in there now, so that's cool. Uh, if anybody's watching that show. She was like... What's the, that? I said Ahsoka is in there now, is in Fortnite. The character, Ahsoka Tano. You don't know who she is, but you should, because she's probably the greatest new Star Wars character of all time from the Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebel shows, which are much better than any of the prequel, any of the sequel movies. Is she the one with the, like, she's like the one with the, she's the one that Rosario Dawson plays. Yeah, she's the one that Rosario Dawson is playing now. That's Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name, her name means, yes, I understand in Japanese, in case you want to know, that's where Ah, Ahsoka came from. So if you ever watch Japanese anime, you hear Ahsoka all the time. Because it means anyway, understand. it was really fun. And if you think to you, Trey, maybe boot it up on the PS4. I don't have. Oh, yeah. You can turn on those gyro controls. It's free to download. I know. Uh, the PS4 does the same thing as the PS5, where where it records like an hour of footage or whatever and keeps it on there. Does it? But it also lets you directly upload it to YouTube. Can you not do that on PS5? Like you can directly upload can. it to whatever you want. Accounts. Yeah. I was gonna say that's not anything new. Like I do. I know you could. And it was. I always thought it was. Compared to the Switch, it was a little annoying because you have to go through and edit it. Like where, as if you're trying to make like a 30 second video and put it on Twitter or whatever, I found it kind of annoying because it's like, oh, there's like an hour's worth of shit on here, and I just want to go find like 10 seconds of one thing, and you have to go through and cut it up, and then, you know, and then put it and then send it to Twitter or whatever. But but yeah, you can you can upload stuff. You can even stream. Well, you could stream from the PS4. I'm sure you can do it with PS5 too. 
like at any time you could stream straight to Twitch. But yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you finally made it through uh through Fortnite or whatever. Was not expecting that to happen this week when I've been playing so much of another 99 game. I downloaded it but for it, a it second. It was literally maybe my fourth match I had played and it was the first match that I set the gyro controls was the first match I got my victory of battle royale so. Yeah, I don't know how people feel about that. Is that cheating? No. I don't think it's cheating. No, it's the way to play. Uh, gyro aiming is where it's at. I downloaded Fortnite for a second just because I was like, oh, there's Futurama characters in there. I want to play that, you know, and I just deleted it. I never played it. <laughs> but I wanted to play it for a second just because I saw that Bender was in there, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, I haven't done it. Anyway, do we need to take a break? I can do mine real quick. All right. I've been tooting for 10 hours. Yes, that's right. I put 10 hours into Trombone Champ. Yeah, you like that game. I love that game. It's fun. I, I, like I said before last week, every time I play that game, I laugh. It, it's really good. I can't recommend it enough, especially if you like music games. And we're supposed to get two new songs um, at some point soon. Probably the 29th. Why, I think it's coming next week or so. It's probably the 29th. That's when everything... We're getting We're getting Vampire Hunters DLC. Not Vampire Hunters. Vampire Survivors DLC too. then as well, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's some free stuff coming from that also. I'd say it's fairly impressive you play Trombone Champ that much, considering the songs are probably, what, like two minutes each? Maybe three? Yeah, but I think it's just like, I don't know, the, the fact that, that there's just so much humor in the game, plus there's a lot of, uh, there's there's a surprising amount of lore to it. I've gone uh, as deep as I think you can go into that game, and then there's, there's that one moment where, I have unlocked uh, Toot Seeker Tom, who is legendary, a legendary baboon. Uh, there's two legendary baboons in this game, and and uh, one of them is you know the power of the treble clef, and the other one is the power of some other musical uh, the bass clef thing. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. And so, trombone uh, Toot Seeker Tom. I've 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 done all his challenges, and and uh, he ended up giving me a key. Which I have no idea what it's for. I think I, I might have mentioned this last week, but I'm trying to figure out what this key is for. So I'm digging around through all the menus and how to use this key. I don't know yet. I could just look it up, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm having fun digging around and, and poking at this game. Can you do the different difficulties like in Guitar Hero, where like you play it on like easy, medium, hard? Like there's different yes. versions, right? Yes, there's a surprising amount of um, customization to this game like as ridiculous as the concept is it's it's a, a full featured music game yeah you can dig around and poke at the levels and all that stuff and, and there's a lot of options there for you there's even accessibility options you can like turn down the jump scares there's a couple of minor jump scares in, in the game and you can switch those off too in in so. in the in the trombone game there's jump scares yes <laughs> yes I'm so, telling you, I think I think you would enjoy this game. I think you're the only one who hasn't actually played it. So I've heard with the motion controls in the Switch version yep. that it's really, really hard to go. Like it's a really long way to go from the high notes to the low notes. Like, is that true, or is that more of a stretch? So if you're doing the motion controls, where you, there's four different control options, right? And one of them is the one that you're talking about, where you have the the Joy Cons and and you're sort of yeah. pumping them back and forth like you would a trombone and there's like in my experience like I don't, I don't use those because i i mentioned it before but i have long arms and i think my arms just like go out of range if i'm trying to pretend like i'm playing a trombone uh, the ir camera can't 
read that far. I think that it would be a, a suitable option for some people. For me, I just like using the straight up gyro controls, tilting the controller up and down. There's another one where you can do gyro plus motion, where you can actually like move your arm uh, fully while tilting. I tried that and that felt okay to me, but I just like doing the tilt up and down. And you you will have to, at least I had to finesse the the, the controls, customize them a little bit, just to like get get it to feel right for me. But I was able to do that. Now I, I've put them at a point where it feels like comfortable and and uh, yeah, it works for me. The other one that which I didn't mention uh, last week, the other control option was with the sticks, and they even say in in the menu like don't do this unless you want a really cha- real challenge. It's really hard, but you can just like use the sticks to guide the cursor up and down. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. I guess for accessibility, though, they've covered their bases. They've covered their bases. Yeah, they've really made a a great music game that just happens to be poking fun at music games. Yeah, I was. I've been. I've been thinking about getting it. Like I, since I got some extra work, I was like, oh, I want to get. You know, I want to get some games, and I was planning on. I guess yeah. I was planning on getting A's, A's ten, but that fizzled. I think get your champ. Yeah, away. I don't expect that it'll be on sale anytime soon. I think it's doing pretty well for them. I mean, it's, it's fifteen bucks is a good price. Fifteen bucks is pretty cheap already. I don't know. I, th- I thought about maybe I'll maybe you'll I'll laugh every time. Take a plunge. That you play this game. It's it's, it's that funny. It's I was good. just. A, I mean, I I mean, you're still getting fun of it. I, I was just afraid it was going to be kind of like a little too one note. You know, like it'll be fun like for one uh, setting, and then I'll be done with it. It's one note, but you can modify it however you want. But you can trombone it in different ways. And games that are definitely not one note. Uh, Here's the kingdom. I said last week that I've gone got back into the game and it's just like taking a hold of me even more. I think I put another I think my total was like 265 hours and when I nice when I first just got back into it I was like at 225. So over the last 2 weeks put about 40 hours into it. Most of those hours were this week. Yeah, it was it's, it's been a lot of fun. So did you finish that, that dungeon or did you just go nope. back to the overworld? No, I decided to, I got up to the dungeon and then I just kind of left uh, uh, the the desert queen or whatever her name is at the door, said, see you later. And uh, now I'm going up and doing shrines and stuff. That's how I want to actually continue to do it. I've I've finally com- completed the, the surface map. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, exploring the depths a little bit more. I still have a lot to go in the depths. I think I probably have like 40% of the depths still left to unlock well you'll get beefed up a lot by exploring the depths if that's what you're wanting to do yeah yeah that's the plan so yeah i'll continue with that and by the way somebody managed to beat tears of the kingdom without visiting the surface did you guys see that article i don't know that's possible do they i don't know it's possible either but they did not visit the surface they go straight down to the castle right isn't that how you get to the end I guess you could, yeah, because you could dive all the way down, maybe. Because I went through that. I went to there pretty early when I was. But you would have it. to fight, like to go. So, like by saying they don't, you don't visit the surface. It doesn't say they don't visit the depths. So. Yeah, maybe they just dive between the sky and the depths. The depths. They yeah, could you do that. potentially trick some stuff out. I think. Yeah, I figured they probably just went straight to the castle after after they did after they did the top the tutorial island or whatever. On the top. I mean, it's not that simple, but I don't. 
Yeah, this is a guy, uh, a Reddit user named Blackhand Gotthard. Nice name, buddy. I mean, uh, people in, in Breath of the Wild, people are going straight to straight to Ganondorf, you know, from the beginning. It's different in that game. So, probably found a way somehow. Yeah, that's it for me. All right, well, let's take a break. Then we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Back from the break. You want to talk about the news? News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. See what's been happening out there in Nintendo Land. Out this week is Botankaitos 1 and 2 HD remaster. Actually, no. Is that this week? Botankaitos came out like three weeks ago. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, oh. it came out on the 14th. It's not It's not out this week. Oh. So skip that one. Uh, but there's a, there's a bunch yeah, of stuff. Never mind. There, there's a I'm lot of we didn't talk about it more. That, that you guys well, didn't we haven't gotten it. Yet. I mentioned it. I mentioned that it came out like three weeks. I think ago. money and time are things for all of us right now. Yeah, 
as a podcast. I haven't got it because I yeah it's it's yeah it's I just it's it's you know as much as I love GameCube games, it's fifty dollars and I haven't had time to play it or money. Well, now I do, but there's other stuff. But the, so games that came out this week, Minico's Night Market. Remember that game? Finally That's came out. That's another game I really want to buy. It I came out yesterday. Came out yesterday. Got a really good review on Switch Up. They were really loving it. So I watched it, and it looks really nice. Like the it, the graphics look really cool. Like the painterly design of it looks really cool. It's only twenty bucks too. It's on the cheap side, but it feels. When did Fae Farm? Was Fae Farm this week or was that last week? Fae Farm came out like three weeks ago too. <laughs> okay, was, that came out like the eighth that's a, of September. That's a game I think I want. it was at the very beginning. Yeah, it, Fae Farm was like a sixty dollar game, so it was kind of hard. You know. That's like a full price. What's game. great about these games is they're still going to be there when I can finally get around to them, and they'll get on sale because they're not Nintendo made, so they will, they will be on sale eventually. But Minico's Night Market twenty bucks is a pretty is, is a damn good deal for that. So I figured you would have thought check jumped it on week. it or thought about jumping on it or whatever. You know, it's it's finally it's finally out. I still have to get back to Baldur's Gate three at some point. Yeah, I was gonna say what's uh how how's Baldur's Gate doing? <laughs> I haven't played it since before. Since since F zero ninety nine, my last vacation took over. Yeah, that uh, the um, what is it? The procedurally generated basketball game is out now. Robo Dunk came out. It's on sale it's right. Supposed now. to be a little like NBA Jam. Yeah, it's it's on sale for eleven ninety nine. I ended up getting it because I had some I don't extra know points. Says. It's a basketball game where it's it's like a it's a basketball roguelite. It's like an arcade basketball game with roguelite things in it. I really don't understand the roguelite part yet, but I played a little bit of it, and yeah, it, it totally plays like it. Is it a non-standard court, or is it still like a two-basket court where you're just going back and forth with possession or whatever? It's a two-basket court, and you, you play as robots, obviously, RoboDunk, and you have like, you know, you can upgrade your robots, you can buy different robots that you use, and uh, it's it's mostly just dunking, like you don't really shoot, you don't like really shoot like you would, you're just doing dunks, but you can do dunks from different parts of the court that that will like give you more points like i was pl- i played it a little bit earlier and the uh computer against me did like a huge dunk like way up in the sky and then came back down and got like 10 points off of, off of that dunk so and there and there's like where if you dunk from behind like the three pointer line or whatever you can get three points for that so i so i kind of messed around with a little bit i got my ass beat but it's on sale right now for like 11.99 which i was like oh wow that's super cheap so i had like five dollars in gold points and i was just like Hey, why not? You know, it's it's the same as like renting a game, you know, back in the day for anybody who remembers Blockbuster when you paid like $8 to rent a game. Now you can pay like $8 and own a game, you know? It's much better. You don't have to return it to Blockbuster. There's a game uh there's a game that I've been kind of interested in but I haven't seen anything about it yet. Paleo Pines. Have you heard about that? It's like Stardew Valley with dinosaurs. Like I thought I've not heard of this. It, it sounds like a retirement home for people that only eat meat and nuts. <laughs> no, it's it's a it, it's like you know it's like Harvest Moon, but you get to ride dinosaurs, and I was like, that's cool. So you so you farm, and you can also ride a Tyrannosaurus and whatever Triceratops, whatever else is in there. It's like thirty bucks, and I was like, that looks cool. I've seen no no uh, reviews of it, but I was like, oh, well, that one looks interesting. The tie tie the Tasmanian tiger tiger. Nobody remembers that game. That's a re release. Tie the Tang, Tasmanian tiger four even came out this week for twenty bucks. Another Harvest Moon game, also, this week. Didn't you play My Name is Mayo 1, Jeremy? Didn't I did. I actually am pretty excited about the sequel. I heard that Ailey might make an appearance. 
it's out now. It came out today. My name is Mayo. No, I know that. For 99 I didn't see cents. that in the <laughs> the other day. No, I can't imagine it's, I don't know what they've added. Maybe they added mustard. Maybe they added, like I said, perhaps you could, you can make your own mayo. You can make an aioli. I don't know what they could have done to make the first one any better. Like the first one was perfection in jarred form. From looking at the graphics of it, it kind of reminded me of WarioWare. Like it looked like, like like you're saying, like of the giant kind of the big spritey stuff. Like there's there's a picture of like a giant of giant lips. Like I was like, oh, that kind of looks like WarioWare. I think there's just a case of a game that's not really a game, but it's absurd and funny enough that it got past enough people to be considered a game. It's not a game. It's a state of mind, dude. There you go. That's what it is. It's essentially a homogenous mixture of what you want and what sauce you like. <laughs> I believe it. Dragon Ca- Dragon Quest Infinity Strash Legend of Die or Adventures of Die is coming out this week. I thought about getting that too, but it was kind of, I don't know. It's it's like based on the anime. It's like more of an action Dragon Quest game. The re- reviews haven't been great for it. So I'm kind of like just going to wait and see what happens with that. That's coming out on Thursday. The Disney Disney Speedstorm, the uh, the racing game, is going free to play on Thursday. Which, I've, by the way, I did not know what you were talking about <laughs> last week. I've been that. waiting forever for that game to be free to play. I've been wanting to play that game for so long because it's made by the same people who did uh, what was that other free to play game that was really good? The racing game. I know you played it, John. Uh, I the racing game. Yeah, there's a racing game that was free to play. You could play it on Switch. As, yeah, I guess it was Asphalt. It's made by the same people who did that, and I thought that game was really good. Yeah, Asphalt was pretty good. Yeah, yeah so that game's Not going... the one that was like F-Zero? No. No, it's more like um, Burnout. Yeah. It had really short races, but it was fun for what I... I mean, it was free. You know, I like I did play it for a while. But I, I want to try. I wanted to try out the Disney Speedstorm stuff, because I heard it was great. And it was like early access for 30 bucks for a long time, and now it's finally becoming free to everyone. So, hooray! There's a new first-person shooter called Forgive Me, Father, which has like this really cool uh, comic book style uh, animation on it. Looks it's cool. It's coming out on Thursday as well. It, uh, it looks yeah, we cool. talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, it looks really, it looks it's really like good. A, it's a boomer shooter, but not really. Yeah, it's that term that people use. That Every I, boomer that shooter is not really a boomer shooter. <laughs> no, I like to call it just an old-school FPS because that's better than boomer shooter. There's another of those type of games coming out also this week, though, that I'm really excited in. Rise of the Triad is finally coming out, which is a re-release of a 90s PC game, which was really weird and a lot of fun when I was a teenager. So I want to try it again and see if it's as cool. Uh, Cocoon, which is a game that I think uh, Joel mentioned when we had him and Alex on here to talk about summer summer games. That's coming out on Thursday as well, which is like... Sounds a, like another game that takes place at a senior home. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's much much better than that that shitty movie. It's a whole Twitter account of (laughs) when you're the same age as Wilford Brimley. Yeah, wasn't he like 50 in that movie or something? Jamie Foxx passed it recently, yeah. There's a whole Twitter account based on that. Like, if you're the same age that Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon, you've passed that the Cocoon milestone. I mean, we're all older than Homer Simpson because I think he's supposed to be like 35. Now he's like a millennial, right? Yeah, they keep changing his birth. His, no, he no, he's actually not a millennial anymore. He's he's a zoom he's a zoom zoomer now or something like that. Does he have a fidget spinner and he like says yeet? Well, I think the last origin episode they did that I saw, he used to work at a Chuck E. Cheese, like which oh, is, which I guess isn't that. But now, but I say doing, that puts him over in the like but, Gen X. Then. But they're doing another one. 
where he's getting every time they do an origin story they change it to where he would still be 35 so he just keeps getting his his youth went from like the 60s to now it's the 90s and it's going to be the 2000s no he like worked at a hot topic or something it's kind of become just like a running joke now where it's just his his youth is always at a different time whenever they because in real life homer Simpson would be like 80 if i may um, i'm actually this point i believe officially he's 39 i thought he was 35 marge said it in one episode and one episode when since a few years ago i i listened to the talking simpson podcast and they said that he was 35 and i believe everything that they say so maybe they just leave him at the the you know the youngest age that someone can run for president there was some line where like homer was like oh i can't believe i'm gonna die and i'm only 38 years old and marge goes you're 39 homer Oh, I mean, what? Probably a newer was one. That, though, recently. I don't remember. Do you watch new Simpsons? I do. I don't. I haven't watched Simpsons since 1999. I don't know. I I watch it occasionally if someone points out a clip, but I don't know the last time I actually watched a full episode. Google says he's 39. So he was 35. He was 34 in the first three seasons. He turned 60, 36 in season four. In thirty, he was thirty-eight and thirty-nine in season eight, and now he's forty. Even though they said in all of the seasons the age keeps changing, so it could be anything. So everyone's right. So everyone was right. Talking (laughs) Simpsons does like eight and eighteen at the same time, right? Though won't they do like? No, they're doing well. They, I don't know where I don't know where they at. I don't I don't think they're as high as eighteen yet. I think they're. I thought they were in like season. But they'll do like twelve or a single digit and then ten past it, like. Well, what they what happened was the first three, the first however many seasons they did with Chris Antista, and Chris Antista is not on the show anymore, so they decided to go back and do those episodes again without him. So they're basically doing like, so they're doing like the second season or third season or whatever at the same time as whatever they are in their, which I thought they were in like season eleven or twelve. Who's Chris Antista? Like that. Is that someone they wrote out, or is that like Chris Antista? Is the is the is the um. He's a podcaster. He does uh, 30, 20, 10, and, uh, and video game apocalypse. Why did he leave talking systems? Uh, I guess. That, I don't know. What Bob, How old was he? What Bob but he told left, me, and then they decided they were going to do all the episodes as though he was never there in the first place. Bob told me it was because he moved to Florida, but I think it was more than that. Because I did ask Bob. How do I have been? I did to, ask to, Bob like, in person. Do the Try Guys it. thing where you replace him? You like go back and do your old content? I don't know. I did ask him in person when we saw him at uh, MGC what happened. I asked him if Chris was okay because he had left the show, and he said, "Well, he he moved to Florida, and we then we." I didn't notice that Bob didn't it. comment on the Try Guys thing when that was going down. So there you go. But I like Chris Antista. You should listen to Video Game Apocalypse. I think it's a good show. They're re- they're rewriting history by re-recording the episodes without Chris Antista. So yeah, they just they just do them again or whatever. It doesn't matter. However old, why were we even talking about how old Homer Simpson is? Like, what does it even matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like seriously, I don't even remember how we even got on that uh, got on that topic. Let's steer it right back to uh, some software updates for this week. We already talked about AEW Fight Forever uh, with the they did a patch and uh, there was a patch coming up. Dan House and not yet uh, next week, but he's coming. But another one is Storyteller. This, this, I totally forgot about this game, but I was interested in this game. Do you guys remember this one? This was featured in one of the Indie Directs, where it's like a puzzle game, but it, but it's done with like comic strip frames, and you rearrange the comic strip frames to tell a story. I do not remember. Apparently, 
You don't remember this? I do not. I don't remember it either. Yeah, give it a look. It's 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 worth it. And this uh, announcement reignited my interest because they're adding voice acting and a couple of new puzzles. I think this looks cool. So I, I might actually get this one. We're getting uh we're getting another Kirby game for uh, Game Boy Advance. I'm pretty excited about that because I'm I'm the Kirby the Amazing Mirror. I'm the Kirby fan of the show. So well, actually, I really want to try the multiplayer. Yeah, I was um, I was listening to NVC earlier today, and they were talking about Donkey Kong 64's multiplayer. Do you remember that game having multiplayer? <laughs> yeah, I remember that Conquer did because uh, what was it? It was similar to Conquer. Ryan and Ryan and Mark would play uh, Evil Teddy Empires. They called it the the multiplayer yeah. in there. But regardless, well, they're called the Teddies. Yeah. But regardless, if if Donkey Kong sixty four ever comes out on NSO, we need to play that multiplayer and and stream it. It would be hilarious. It'd be hilarious, hilariously funny. And I would play that game again if it got on there. I know it's bad, but I don't know if it's on Nintendo Switch Online. I don't have to buy it again. I'd I'd go get a bunch of bananas with different characters. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about how it holds up or doesn't hold up i mean i remember thinking it was a good game back then it's just you know the repetitiveness that everybody's talked about um it's just it's just too much stuff to collect like you have to collect so much shit and you have to collect it multiple times with different characters like that's when i actually felt guilty because my parents bought it for us like you know whenever it came out it was like towards the end of my time in high school but like my parents had never really been able to like buy us a brand new game like when it first came out like we and we were always fine with that you know but you know, or we would buy it ourselves, but like they had us like Donkey Kong 64 for Christmas because they knew we were, we were excited about it. It came with the expansion pack, and I actually almost felt guilty for not liking it. I was just like, this isn't good. I just remember, like, like my brother loved it, so that was cool because he kept playing it, but I'm just like, I don't enjoy this game. It's like really clumsy banjo, like with a bunch of empty space, like even more empty space than banjo. Yeah, I well, I remember yeah playing banjo and loving banjo, and then when yeah, then when Donkey Kong came around, I was I was pretty excited about it at first, and I remember getting it. I think I bought it used like way later in college, and it's TMI, but I had a I had like an ingrown toenail that I had to have surgery done on, which all they do is cut your toenail with scissors. It's not really surgery. Well, have to, <laughs> well have to get to the root of the toenail so it doesn't grow anymore. Yeah, no, I yeah. You can actually do the surgery yourself for much cheaper, which which I did later. But uh, anyway, I had to soak my feet at certain certain times of the day, and I would soak my feet, and I would play Donkey Kong sixty four, and I was like, "This game is fun." And once I got to the point where I was taking notes to try to remember which which version, which like Kong I had collected, which bananas with, and which within which uh, level, I was like, "I don't want to play this game anymore. This is way too much effort." I don't, I'm taking fucking notes onto where I got one this one thing and the other thing. So and I you're already it. that yeah. type of person that was taking notes. Like yeah. I was never that kind of person, so it was just chaos to me. Like, I don't, I yeah. Just, I, like, well, I don't like taking notes for games if I don't have to. And and I'm like trying to take notes for this game, and I'm like, this is too much. Fuck this game, and I just stop playing it. We should be clear: Donkey Kong 64 is not coming to NSO. We just it should though. Went off onto another tangent. I would like it. I would like it to. Though. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I would like it to be on there because it's just it's just a weird game. I mean, it's on the Wii U. It's on the Wii. It was on the Wii and the Wii U. I know. I think Jeremy bought it on one of those. I do have it on the Wii U as well. Something that might be coming to Switch though is Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, because a rating for that has surfaced online. 
I believe that one. Cloud or cloud or not cloud? What do you think? Cloud probably, right? I don't even think they could do it cloud. I think it's too big of a game to do cloud. Like not to say village isn't huge, but it's also like a more contained environment. Whereas the Red Dead Red Dead Two is a fully open environment with a lot of stuff going on in the towns and stuff that is affected by your behavior and all this stuff. So I mean isn't isn't I don't know. isn't like Hitman like that too? Isn't Hitman three I guess like pretty so. pretty open you know world what? and it has a lot of shit happening it. in it? And that was totally Hitman done. three did yeah. come out after Red Dead Redemption Two. So. I mean ask John. I might be selling myself short here. Or selling them short. The, ask the expert the the expert here about it. Like I, I thought that Hitman three was a pretty huge game that was that was yeah. on cloud and no, you're right. with a lot of moving parts, basically a big puzzle box constantly things happening i wouldn't call it open world but there's so much detail in the enclosed space that it it's probably got way more detail than an open world i think it can be yeah i don't think it could be done natively but it could be done cloudly i I guess i didn't think about that mostly just because like obviously they didn't choose to do that with like mortal kombat one or something like that if that was a true option yeah but mortal kombat one is a playstation 5 game the uh, what was Red Dead Redemption Two isn't a PlayStation Five game; it's a PS4 game. This was a rating that had surfaced on Brazil's rating board. I mean, I wonder if maybe it's possible. Like, I wonder. I wonder if Red Dead Redemption One has come out there yet, and maybe somebody, maybe this is a typo or something. That's a possibility, I guess. Well, there, there's been there's been rumors about Red Dead Redemption Two on Switch before this. Yeah. Like I've seen this before. I don't know if it was. I don't know how exactly it was, but it was. There was talk about it before. Before Red Red Dead Redemption One was ever mentioned, like the people did say Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Like I don't know. You know, I don't know how well they would. Whatever. I'm gonna like, say no. I mean, they put, unless it's cloud, and if it does come out, it's gonna be terrible, and no one's gonna like it because it's not gonna run right. So I mean, they put Doom and Doom Eternal launch, in there. Launch for Switch Two, maybe. I mean, take the PS Pro and the Xbox One Series S or whatever the highest version of that that was. That's what I think the Switch will be. Switch 2, rather. We talked about it a little bit last episode, but that makes more sense. It makes more sense. And it's also like oh, m- most consumers couldn't tell much of a difference between the two at this point, between like last generation and this generation. Unless you're like a true like open world gamer where you're like changing the states of multiple things and they're not changing across the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're keeping track of all this stuff. The average gamer isn't like, I need one giant consistent world. And that's where a lot of resources can go. So yeah, if the, the next switch is like a is like the top tier last generation console, I think it's gonna murder in sales. Especially well if especially if it's priced well. Because if it's if it's priced like the same price as current gen, then maybe not so much. I mean, I would think that they would whatever Switch Two would come out at a at whatever price, probably a little bit higher than where Switch is now, and just lower the Switch price, and then Switch can just continue to to gain all the monies. The regular maybe three fifty. Lo- what was the what was the OLED? Was that three fifty? The OLED was three fifty. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, because well, I mean, there probably there's still that rumor that PS Five will drop to four hundred. So if it sold for that price i don't know but it'll only happen if they release a better ps5 i think yeah the rumor was yeah if they do a ps5 pro or whatever 
I mean, they're still, just to like get I mean, rid of the old stock, or I mean, they're gonna have to. The they'll drop. They'll drop the price eventually, anyway. Regardless of whether they have a new one or not, everything just drops in price eventually. Um, I don't know with with the with the P with whatever it's called with the with the, I, the with the Apple fifteen like being able to run current generation stuff that makes it. I was like, the Switch could do that too because it's you know the iPhone is tiny. Also, it's hilarious that people can use the same technology. How the 15s can replace consoles, and it's like, okay, but like, what if I like need to talk to somebody while I'm like playing games? Like, can I still call people and text people and stuff while I'm like playing Assassin's Creed 18 or whatever it is? But that's the truth. You call somebody while you're playing some something on your iPhone. Just log on to your PS5 and put your voice chat on. And that's true. You could do that, or use the uh, Nintendo Switch Online app. If you, just get onto like Animal Crossing and make sure your friends playing that too. You'll just have to use your Zoom account on your laptop and just talk to people like that the way the way we're supposed to. I think it's really just going to advance humanity because we will be able to do what we truly should be doing, and that's playing video games and not talking to people. So it will just make sure that the conversation becomes extinct, and we will all become perfect humans because all we can do is play Resident Evil 4, the remake, forever. And that's how we will evolve into better people. Yeah, we'll become nonverbal communicators and... Exactly. There's we won't have to communicate the pos- anymore. The population that would do well, that would also go across cultures and stuff more. Yay. Games. Exactly. No, I just think, yeah, that's why I believe that switch two could be, uh, could have higher capabilities because of the, whatever the iPhone 15 titanium. Hey, for anybody who uh, missed out on one of the NSO controllers, they put them all back in stock this week. This was just, uh, just yesterday they did this. I'm actually checking right now to see if they're still in stock. That it, that would include everything. The I really, I just need Genesis. the Sega one, but I wish it was the better Sega controller. That's why I the still six, don't the six button thing. one. Otherwise, it would happen. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had the six button, but the but Japan got the six button one, so you could get that one from Through Japan. The J- Japanese NSO maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you could order that one. I have the. I, I forgot about that. I intended to do that. And I forgot about it. Or how many in that is? I have the six button uh, corded one from the that came with the Genesis Mini because I bought mine in Japan. Update: the N sixty four one is now sold out. Genesis one is still in stock. I think that Genesis Genesis one is cool. Like to turn it around and see Nintendo on a Genesis controller, that's worth it. I think it's cool if you like stuff that's not cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I just really think like it's the Genesis one. I, I don't think the Genesis one even gonna... if it. Even if I didn't support it at the time, have those extra yeah. buttons for other uses because you're uh, when you play it with other games, it recognizes it as a pro controller. So it's like, well, I guess no, no, maybe it was too many. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they, they had to the like, trust everybody to learn how to do button mapping and stuff. I love my N sixty four one though. By the way, this is sold out, so you can't buy one. But I love this. I like it. Still has the sticker on it. Is that still it the same sticker from? Uh... MGC, so we knew which one was what, or is that a different sticker, or different same tape, one, whatever? Yeah, same exact one. That N sixty four controller is great. You can use it to play Vampire Survivors, as I said in the previous thing. Lego's putting out a Lego Piranha Plant. That's pretty cool. I want it. It's the first of these Lego sets that I've been like. I think I'm gonna actually try to get a hold of that. I went on Amazon to see if I could pre-order it, and maybe I'll post pictures later. But uh, I found. When I looked at Piranha Plant Lego, the first thing that showed up on Amazon was 
Audrey two from <laughs> little shop of horrors. And oh, it's nice. an actual like off brand Lego thing where you can build this Audrey two. And it was really cheap. So I did actually buy it and I started building it yesterday and I spent probably a good hour or two putting it together. And I messed up some step along the way where the teeth don't line up. Right. And like, it's kind of hilarious, but at the same time, it's really frustrating. So this week, I think one of my big goals is to try to finish this model, but I only spent like 24, 25 bucks on it, I think, because it was like on discount. And then I had, I don't know, there's some kind of discount on it. And um, the big thing is like, it's really cheap Lego, so they don't click together. Right. So if you like put too much force, trying to click them together and the other ones break off and you're just like, I just like all the degrees of, separation here where you have like you were going for the the pd piranha whatever mario like lego thing then you got the audrey one but it's made by not even lego it's made by something else and then to top it all off you fucked it up <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> that's funny I, I hope that it's based on the original black and white uh little shop of horrors too and not the musical it's not because that's a better one i think I always like that one. It's actually pretty good if you've never seen it. Jack Nicholson is in it, and he plays a guy who's heavily addicted to Novocaine, which is pretty cool. That's a fun that's They a fun replace part. that with nitrous but, in the musical, I guess. But it's kind of more like a... Or maybe it's... A, yeah, maybe it's nitrous, whatever. But it, it's, kind of, it's kind of more along the lines of like the 30s uh, monster movies. Like It's kind of more that type of thing. And I thought it was pretty good. It came in a collection of, uh, of 30s monster movies, and that's how I watched it. But it's they made that movie in like a week or something, right? So Jack Nicholson wasn't making movies in the thirties. Well, it it look I'm saying it reminds me of those style of movies. It's it's better. So it's probably made in like the sixties or seventies, and then they did the one in the eighties. That's the musical. It's one of his first movies ever. It might be fifties. The 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 original one. I was saying it. No, I was saying it reminds me of those thirties movies. It's nineteen sixty. Was the original one. Well, needless to say, I bought it because at first I was like, this is hilarious. Like, you can buy this version. I'm going to make a meme about it. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm actually going to buy it and see if I can put it together. And at first I was really liking it. But then I realized, like, there's just these certain steps in the build where you're like putting this little piece up here and it doesn't click in. And then all these other pieces fall off. And it just, it's not, I've, I've put together some pretty, nothing gigantic with the lego sets but i think that they've got it figured out where it's not gonna make you want to rip your hair out like this does well one other thing that i want to get is the newest hallmark ornament which is a sega dreamcast that's cool and it actually lights up and everything has a little vm 24 years too late i saw that right like the there's a light that comes on in the controller when you turn it on <laughs> Does it whir as loud as the Dreamcast? <laughs> why is my why is my tree saw sound like it's sawing itself down? That was like his that was like his fourth movie ever, Little Shop of Horrors, by the way, Jack Nicholson. And what I meant, it's like yeah, like you know, thirties, fifties, sixties original horror movies. What was it? The uh, Creatures from the Black Black Lagoon was much later. Like that was in the sixties, but it's always lumped together with the thirties monster movies. Well, they can all eat a bunch of eggs because I like actual relevant dates. Like actual what? I'm just kidding. No, no, I get it. No, you're thinking of like old school Hollywood monsters and like yeah, little shop of horrors kind of fat fit into that. Whereas in the 80s, they were like had a huge heart on for 50s and 60s culture, and they were like remaking all these things that were like 
you know, like happy days. Well, that was like late seventies, but in Greece. And then like in the sixties, they were bringing or in the eighties, they were bringing back all the stuff from Nick at night and stuff. And like, everybody got obsessed with the monkeys again. And then all of a sudden Billy Joel did this whole album that sounded like it was from the fifties. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Little shop of horrors was part of that. Like, 80s 50s 60s revival whereas the original one was like more a throwback to 20 or 30 years before it was made sure i just like i just like the original one better than the musical that's all i'm saying cool <laughs> that's how i felt i say it's worth watching if you can find it anywhere but yeah what else what else do we have on here oh uh, uh hideki kamiya is leaving platinum games that's kind of huge that's something, yep. something we should talk about He's, uh, I mean, it's probably similar than similar to like what uh, Hideo Kojima did, right? Or, um, or the Mega Man guy, like just leaving to start your own company, I'm sure, right? Yeah, or yeah, Platinum put out a statement, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like, you know, we regret to announce that that Kimi is leaving and he's going off to do his own thing. And yep, we wish him the best in the future. It was a pretty sh- short, terse statement there. I think that's pretty much it. Was it because that Bayonetta uh, prequel didn't do very well? The, the game that we that we never played. That's what the consumers will pause it. I can't, I can't even remember what it's called. Like, had a new idea and Platinum didn't support it. And they're like, well, let's make it in my own company. It's I mean, like Bayonetta as a baby. And she's like crawling around in a daycare. Bayonetta. I mean, it's like most, uh, you know, most... Uh, most people like you want to, you want to get out of the corporation and start your own thing so you can actually make money. You know, people yeah. do it all the time. It's you know, like they're singer time. leaving a band and starting their own thing. Like Steve Perry did with journey. Like, uh, like what, like Greg Miller did with left IGN to start his own thing. We could make more mm-hmm. money. I thought you were talking about the Greg Miller band. No, let's talk about the, I thought you were talking about the boson trio. <laughs> there is two of them. I know there's Matt and Mark boson. <laughs> At least there might be a third one too. Who knows? Maybe maybe they're like the uh the quaternaries. No, the I was trying to say uh ah oh, fuck I can't it, it's it's too late. It's not even gonna work as a joke anymore. I was trying to say that they're like those guys from Living Color that have all the brothers. The Wayans? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so or let like me weigh Wayans. in with my response. Like the Wayans. Or the or the or the um or or the Baldwins. A lot of them too. Oh that's it. I think that's it. Wait, uh, hold on. So you never you never talked about your uh your intro thing, John, about uh about oh. the things that you get for Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Like we should talk about that because I've talked. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, so I I I I pre-ordered Mario Wonder last week, and then like two days after I pre-ordered it, all the pre-order announcements were were made, and I was like, well, GameStop is getting the sticker set. Yeah, that's where I ordered it. Target's getting this awesome looking um what do you call it? like a what do, you, what do you call those like like photos that have like depth to them or something? Lenticular it's like a, holograms? No, not, not it's, it's not a lenticular, but but it's like a it's like a box and it has like diorama shadow box. Oh, shadow box. That's that's the, that's what you call it. Yeah. So they have this cool shadow box. So I went over to Target today to inquire about getting it there, and apparently you can only do it online to get the shadow box. So wow. I think I will. I think I might jump ship from GameStop and go to Target. Yeah, I was wondering because because uh, I know you you like that like bonus physical stuff that you get. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and it would look good on this wall behind me. You, you get a you get a so post the... you get an art print from Best Buy. You could you could hang it on your wall, hang it on me wall. 
if you want to. Yeah, the trade-off if I go to target those that I can't have the game on the on launch night because the game GameStop was going to do a midnight launch. Oh, but I think it's worth it. It's one night. Yeah, the shadow box looks kind of cool. I'm looking at uh, Nintendo. Everything did a breakdown with all with all the different stuff on there. But you can, but you're not getting the elephant fruit stress ball and pin set, which you Say can get, which you can get you can get from the from the My Nintendo store in the United Kingdom. You can get yourself an elephant head stress ball that you can squeeze. You can squeeze the elephant Mario head whenever you're angry. I mean, that's that's I think that's the best one out of all of them. Such a repressed culture. I think what is it? Uh, Walmart's getting this the special cards, right? Like those could end up be, be yeah, worth something. They're getting like, aren't they going to be numbered or something? They're trying to basically make it a collectible. You re- receive a free, free trading card pack when you pre-order. So I guess, yeah, maybe you'll get some special cards that'll worth that'll be worth something. They'll be like Pokemon cards you can sell for like five thousand dollars or something like that. Possibly, I shouldn't poke fun at, fun at any of this stuff because it could be worth a bunch of money in like two years. I mean, yeah. I was looking online just I was just looking online for like various video game posters and stuff like that. And people take like people take like an ad from like an EGM and like frame it and sell it for like $70 on eBay. So like it's uh yeah. you can sell anything, you know, really. It's like an ad from 92. It's like here's an ad for Advance Wars. It's framed. Should I save this bingo card from last Nintendo Direct and frame it? We, oh. When, when we were when we were moving, I found uh I found the very first page of notes that we ever took for Nintendo Main. I, I, should, I should frame it and and sell it whenever. You need to laminate wow. that crap. For whenever That's I, like for whenever, John Lennon's uh, handwritten notes for Imagine. For whenever, yeah. I, for whenever I die and people actually listen That's to That's like Emily Dickinson's first manuscript for when she said, I don't want anyone to read this. Exactly. It is. Like all of those things. I've got my Zelda plaque that I from uh, ordering Tears of the Kingdom right oh, here. Oh shit. Oh yeah, your 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 body glove uh <laughs> Yeah, your body, it looks like the body That's glove. That's badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? So this is what they had at GameStop last time and I I'm guessing Nintendo was like, "All right, GameStop got the cool one last time. Now we got to give the cool one to Target." So I think it would look I'm guessing that 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 photo box is about the same size as this. It's like a little bit bigger than you an average postcard. That. Yeah. It would look good next to the Mario thing, I think. So, so I think because you could leave it as plastic and you could put it in a frame, and you can hang it yep. on. You can hang it on your wall too. I uh, I took a, I took all of Jeremy's uh, perler beads and hung them on the wall over here by the oh, by you. the door. Well, there's a picture. There's a picture of our. There's a Nintendo main podcast poster that I got from Patreon um, mm. that has like all of us from Animal Crossing, and then I put the perler beads under it. The two, like the the uh, KK slider and the and the DJ boom boom. So, I started decorating the the downstairs because uh, Jess's grandma was here over the weekend. So I like, you know, tried to get everything together. So the downstairs is kind of decorated. I put all of the all of my Nintendo powers are on a bookshelf now. I didn't I didn't put them in order by number, but they're all like lined up together on on, on a little bookshelf thing, and everything's put away. And I put up a I found a I found a poster of Bravely Default two that I didn't know that I had, and I framed it and put it on the wall. And I got a framed picture, frame signed picture, of King of Kong. Isn't there isn't there a thing about that that you posted in the news? Isn't King of Kong getting a? Sequel? Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. So, uh, Carl Jobs put out a video today, 
uh, Carl Jobst has done a couple of other notable videos on like um, uh, WADA games and all that stuff. They got a lot of traction. But he put out a video today regarding uh, Billy Mitchell. And apparently the, the sort of thrust of this video is that Steve Wiebe supplied a video which ended up being crucial to the current lawsuit uh, between Billy Mitchell and and Twin Galaxy, Twin Galaxies. When I say put out a video, I don't mean like he made a YouTube video or something like like Steve Wiebe had. Go watch go watch the the Carl Jobs video for a real breakdown on this. I don't remember it specifically, but it was some degree of Steve Wiebe had a a videotape of Billy Mitchell's uh, Donkey Kong performance which was in dispute because it ended up that uh, Billy Mitchell had allegedly used a, a main machine, not an official Donkey Kong machine. And that's why his scores were taken down. And Billy Mitchell is currently suing Twin Galaxies to get his scores back up and all that stuff. So but that was the one of the big revelations from that video is that Steve Wiebe was the one who supplied this video which was the smoking gun against billy mitchell right and so that, that that's that's one thing uh, another thing that i thought was interesting from this video was that uh i'm gonna pull up my slack here real quick actually in the video just kind of mentioned this but but the guy who produced king of kong is making an update movie so but presumably yeah that's what i was getting at when i when yeah, I saw the yeah because I because I have a I have the my King of Kong poster like post like hung up right next to the TV in the in the living room over in the downstairs, uh, whatever downstairs yeah. living room, and then I saw that and I was and I was I was like oh that was a good movie you know as I was hanging it up and now they're they, they should do a follow up on it because yeah a lot of things has happened yeah because all the stuff that's happening yeah so he's making a follow up uh, with all they said about it is that it's with Walter Day and Billy Mitchell. So I got to assume it's about this drama that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Well, they also got to mention the guy who like watched the movie and then blew both of their scores completely out of the water. And neither of them could even touch it after that. Oh yeah. Steve Chen. If, I think if you remember name. that. Yep. Yeah. The guy who like just was a fan and just like they, I, I watched Steve. Be well, I watched Steve Weeby play, uh, play Donkey Kong at, um, well, actually what was it at low at, at what is Logan arcade now? Um, I, I watched him play Donkey Kong there, and uh, he was trying to reach that reach where that where that um, score was, and yeah, he didn't get anywhere near it. But it was he he did like four or five tries on it, and there was one that was close-ish, but the other ones were not. So they could talk about that as well. There's a couple things that I noticed on here that I do want to mention before we go. Uh, Eastward is available now as a game trial. That's pretty cool. Uh, we were just talking about that because it's getting its own like Stardew Valley update. But now, John, you can finally try it out. And the main character's and name is John. And the kid is like, what? hey, John. So you can like think that they're talking to you the whole time. It'll be fun. You remember that, Jeremy, right? The little kid is like, John! At, at the dude. I remember yeah. that. She'll, like, I'm going to him for putting me in the game without my permission. Yeah. But no, try it out. Uh, it was on Jeremy's best of the year list for that year. So You're kind of the main character. Give it a go. Give it a go. It's available for like uh, six or seven days. You could get through it if you if you put your uh, you know if you put a lot of effort into it. One thing I think is really really interesting. Did you look at the Stardew Valley update, Jeremy? The one point six update. It just amazes me 
how much shit they continue to put into this game. Like, a new major festival, two new mini festivals, new late game content, which expand on each of the skill areas, new items and crafting recipes, uh, Joja alternatives to some of the end game quests, 100 plus new lines of dialogue, winter outfits for villagers, new type of reward for completing billboard requests, supports up to eight player multiplayer on PC. Um, yeah. many small additions and, and adjustments, new farm types, secrets. And more. So I, yeah, I was under the impression that this game was done being updated, but I guess anybody like actively in the starter community would have known otherwise. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know why they don't, why they say that, like, why not just make starter forever? It keeps selling. People keep playing it. That's okay. I know. I understand the maker, you know, the, 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 Probably the wants to do something else. Wants to like do the the chocolatier game, and I want to play the chocolatier game. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but like I might go back to Stardew for eight player if that ends up being cool. Which obviously you can't do on the Switch, but but maybe you could do more than two or something. I don't know. Yeah, there were some. I remember like uh, Fuchsia was doing a stream or posted something about like all these Stardew mods that they have. There was like one. I mean, this isn't from the maker, but there was one where you could see all of the fish in the water. Like, I want them to put that in yeah. the game where you can see the silhouettes of what they are and where they're at. But, but seeing seeing all the updates for this or seeing all these things, it makes me want to go back to play it because you know Jess and I put like over a hundred hours into that game and multiplayer. So we haven't played it in a long time, but it would be fun to go back. And Schedules changed or whatever. Well, we moved. You know, moving. That's right. Made yeah. everything real hectic. <laughs> you know, so. We're still trying to piece the house house together and all that stuff. But. We'll be up there in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to piece it together even more. It was the grandma visit, and then it was the housewarming. So we have to get everything, hopefully, unpacked by the housewarming. So. If it's warm enough, we'll be sleeping in the van, but we'll see how it goes. Well, we have a, we have a guest room. Nice. So maybe that'll be decorated by the time you get here. But if you sleep in the van, maybe somebody else could come and sleep in the guest room like, exactly. like john or something but yeah i think that's good so. for this episode um i think we said enough i'm sure there's going to be something that happens that i'll be like oh why did we not do that but oh i guess i mean i mentioned it earlier but tetris 99 this weekend we're having a xenoblade chronicles 3 yes tetris maximus the music's going to be ball around that i'm telling you right now and the graphics going to be great so i'll be playing that for sure obviously because xeno xeno 3 Good stuff. But yeah, that's been our episode. That's episode 390 of Nintendo Main Podcast. If you would like to listen to more of us, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And for just a dollar, you can get bonus episodes on there. And also for $5, you get to see the video of us right after we record it. And you get to see, um, get to hear the WRT radio. And above that, you can get, you get that Nintendo Main poster that I was talking about from Patreon. They will send you stuff. Stickers, posters, whatever, at the $5 and above. And you can get a, a free trial for $5 as well. And if you have a Patreon thing, you can listen to it through Spotify now. So there you go. You listen to all of it through Spotify. So there you go. If you like using that thing, you can use it for that. Um, also, if you want to watch me stream with the uh, AEW Discord, go to twitch.tv slash Podcast every Monday. We do some fun stuff on there. And then I post it on youtube.com slash Podcast as well. So... Check that out. No, and, and I'm still, I might post some other videos aside from just the Twitch stuff. I had a couple ideas, so stay tuned to that, and maybe you can find it. Also, uh, on the 
internet site that will always be known as Twitter, uh, you can find Jeremy and I at jmaxstack and at Nintendo underscore domain. I do have a code for Blue Sky. I just need to get around to doing it. I just need to get my lazy ass into uh, making that. You I ain't fi- shit. I finally got a code, but uh, I have to get on there at some point. And I don't know. See what them Blue Skies are like over there. Uh, yeah, you can find us on all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Kowski. John Ender. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.